One, two, three, four. And welcome to another classic episode from the Band on YouTube series. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that you noticed we didn't have an episode last week. We're on a little bit of a hiatus, but don't worry. We will be back in full force. We've got good things coming up in the near future that we're planning. Uh, commentary tracks and guests and other exciting things to change it up. Uh, yeah, we're on a little bit of a break because uh, work is insane right now um, for both Eugene and I as he has a new position at his job, and it's summertime, so I'm working more than one. Gotta make hay while the sun shines, as they say. But don't fret, we'll be back. And we have a lot of exciting, cool things coming up in the near future that I think you guys are really going to dig. So for this week, enjoy this classic episode, and we will get back to you with our regular episodes as soon as humanly possible. Uh, until then... Enjoy, and remember, these were our first test recordings to see if we could even do a podcast. These were years ago. Um, so the quality recording is not the greatest in the world, but bear with it. And, uh, yeah, let's see what we had to talk about back then. Ooh. Take it away, past Eugene and past Eric. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Freaks Pod Show, the only podcast on the net that automatically thumbs up any movie that can work a V8 juice into a sex scene. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. And we're here to bring you yet another fantastic show. Um, oh, it's going to be. Under history and. <laughs> rabbit, and rabbit trails. <laughs> rabbit trails. Lots of rabbit trails. Oh, yeah. I listened to that last pod a couple of times and it's just all over the place, but it's. I still think one of the better ones. I love it. It's it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> this oh, will yeah. also be an interesting pod because it's. Uh, <laughs> with our busy schedules, we're trying to line up. Okay, we, we just did one. Now we got to do another one. Uh, oh, I'm busy that night. I'm busy that night. I'm busy that night. And it turned out the best night for us to pod is a very short time between the last one, so we haven't seen a whole lot. So we're yeah. depending on the rabbit trail to get us through this one. <laughs> um, I think we've oh. oh, it's yeah. How many times have we struggled with uh, talking about movies for an hour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so tonight we're going to start off with the roulette. That's uh, because it's one of the three things I've watched since our last pod. Yep. Um, you gave me Julia's Eyes, which I literally just finished watching about 20 minutes ago, and I gave you The Sweeney. Yep. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll go first, because um, <clears throat> I, I finished up my movie yesterday. Uh, so, and Now, you know, let's get your synopsis of it, because mine was really weak, because I hadn't watched it in a while. Okay. So I guess this is based on a British TV show. Yes. Uh, okay. So um, basically, it's a uh, a I guess a tougher a, a tougher group of cops. Like there's the regular cops, and then there's these guys, and these guys are the badasses of of the police squad, whatever. And um, uh, lead guy Ray Winston. That's his name, right? Yeah, Ray Winston. He's the leader of them, uh, and you know, he's this burly, tough ass kicker, yeah. cussing dude. Um, and so, basically, the movie is about uh, they're being investigated uh, by the uh, internal affairs. By internal affairs, yeah. because they're they just they're such badasses, and they're getting into trouble. They play the by their time, they, they play by their own rules. Eugene. Yeah, they play by their own rules. <laughs> There's a bank, uh, there's a, a bank heist and lady gets killed. And so they're investigating that. Um, and things go from bad to worse and there's some shootouts and you just kind of roll with it because it's kind of, 
it's it's nothing extremely original, but it's it's just a gritty crime caper from the UK, and it's it has a you know it's got it's set up, it's got its middle trials and tribulations, and then it wraps itself up real nicely in the end. Bada bing, done. So um, I thought it was I was hooked almost immediately because I was like, eh, you you gave it a thumbs up, and I'm like. It's just, I didn't see it. It didn't play in theaters, which it, you know, it's a UK movie, but I'm like, kind of B-list actors. So we'll see. I think a lower budget movie, but yeah, that got a thumbs up almost immediately. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm drawn in. I like their, you know, Ray Winston, which he's kind of let himself go. He's a little bit older. And so he's kind of getting, you know, he's just getting kind of out of shape or whatever, yeah. but he's still, Packs I wouldn't really mess with him. Yeah, Zilbax Punch. Yeah, um, actually, one of the biggest, my biggest complaints about the movie was he's screwing one of the girls. This is no spoiler. He's screwing one of his coworkers, and she happens to be married to the uh, to the the officer that is investigating them. And she's, you know, this young hottie. I'm like, really? Nah, it's not really believable. No. But it is a it's a plot progression deal there as to why they're hooked up and uh, but it there's a couple there's a really good car chase and an even better shootout in one of the main areas of of uh, of the city where it was shot in and it was good hard hitting you know ass kicking a uh, couple great action scenes story that moves along a good at a good clip uh, just a, a solid movie. It's not going to be winning any awards, but I sure liked it. I was never bored and it was, I was so pleasantly surprised that I liked it as much as I did. And that was very much my takeaway from it. Uh, I, I, that was a blind buy for me. Uh, one of those package deals, two for five or something like that. And I was like, Oh, that sounded really cool. I'm going to check it out. And I watched it. and was like, wow, this is almost like the British version of heat. Like, yeah, it was just, <laughs> I've said it before and I'm saying it again, but British gritty, 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 gritty. When you think of British gritty crime drama, this is what you're thinking of. Yes. That's how it was. Uh, I completely agree with your analysis of the, uh, Haley Atwell (laughs) character and her in love with the guy. It was kind of odd, but it it functioned on some level. I mean, yeah. yeah, I, you know, uh, falling in love with the superior and, you know, that kind of thing. I was like, okay, I can kind of buy it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's a big sex symbol in the way that, uh, oh, ah, what's his name? The 70s. Uh, so, Ron Jeremy? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, um, the, Rape movie. He goes and gets revenge. The first one he raped, somebody raped his wife. Oh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. This is the sex symbol of Charles Bronson. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Only on the movies. Yeah. Only in the movies. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, so. I, I think that your review almost completely mirrored mine. I, I, I completely agreed. Not going to win any awards. And here it is. It's been a few months now since I've seen it, and I've barely remember what it was about, but I remember really digging it. Like, oh, this is a uh, real solid film. I mean, yeah. Again, not going to win any awards, but uh, I enjoyed it very much and everybody else should check it out. Um, Okay. Flip over to my side and you gave me Julia's Eyes, uh, which, man, I wish I had the, like a Netflix synopsis up in front of me so that I could read something. Oh, duh. Yes, I could read the back of the package. And it's been probably close to two years since I've seen it. So uh, I, I'm a little rusty on it, but I remember completely loving the movie. Uh, Julia, a woman suffering from a g- degenerative uh, sight disease, finds her blind twin sister Sarah hanging in the basement of her house. Everything points to suicide, but Julia is compelled to investigate what she intuitively knows is murder. Determined to retrace her sister's final steps, she is drawn to a maze of hidden threats and spiraling dread. Dark world that seems to blah, 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 blah. We don't need to know that much. Um, finds herself trapped in a nightmare which she cannot awake. Yes. Anyway. Um, 
Yeah, and you kind of sold this as a, a thriller on on the in the ballpark of like seven or Silence, of, Silence the of the Lambs. There was definitely a very Silence of the Lambs feel to it, and this was a uh, this very Spain ish movie. Yes. Um. <clears throat> yeah, it's definitely going to get a thumbs up from me. Uh, but it was a roller coaster of a review. Um, because. <laughs> As the movie's going on, and I can't really get into any more plot details because it would just give everything away. Uh, the, less, the less you know, the better on that one. You get very movie. much so, very much so. But I thought I was on. You're you're debating: is this whole? Does this trip into horror? Is this a supernatural thing, uh, or is this just some psycho killer? Or is she schizophrenic? Like, there's every option is on the table at about the first half an hour. Uh, first 45 minutes, okay, maybe I think I know what's going on. First hour, where she's finally, the more she stresses, the more she goes blind. So she's yep. almost really going blind. They use a lot of uh, great camera tricks to make the audience see what she sees. The, I remember the, that, The yep. film is brilliantly lit. It is lit so well. Uh, and they, and then at the first, at the hour mark, it's interesting because I was like, I think I might have a handle on what's going on or I have a idea of what this third act is going to be. That's one of my things is that I usually from the first 20 minutes of a movie can tell, okay, I know how this is going to end. Uh, uh, that's the writer in me or, or maybe I've just seen too many movies <laughs> yeah. or it's all gotten predictable and I'm like, okay, they're, they're going to do this or I've seen this five other times. I'm sure they're going to do this. Wasn't really sure on this one because they threw everything on the table. There was supernatural, everything. It was all out there. And at the, about the hour mark where I was like, okay, wow, this is good. Okay. Now's when stuff's really going to start happening. Um, uh, to, narrow that down which of those options it is really happening yeah and i hit pause and it said there was an hour left and i'm like <laughs> i was like are you freaking kidding me they're gonna like i think this is coming to a close i was thinking there's 20 minutes left like you're really gonna drag this out that long oh and at that point this was getting a thumbs down, even though the great the filmmaking was great. But I was going, "Come on, dude! You're gonna you're gonna drag this out that long." And then I, but it's the roulette. I have to watch it all the way through, and about another ten minutes, and I was completely hooked again because the film completely shifted and told you which of those things it was, but it also shifted everything you thought on its head and they do. Uh, and, and I can't say much more than that for the rest of the movie, other than that I give it a thumbs up and you should definitely go check it out. And it, I, I, again, at that point I thought, Oh my God, they could cut half of this out and this is going to be so predictable, but it, it turned out very well. And I liked the rest of the movie. I was engaged and, and I was not bored. So, uh, so there's only like that little 10 minute section where my expectations caused me to be a little, irritated it was not the actual movie that was just one of my uh personal uh flaws when i <laughs> critique something but did you did you think it was too long then or having seen the whole thing now and how it ends were you like okay no that that no that it was fit together. now that i've seen the whole thing it's fine it, it should be that way but that, that's one of my reviewing flaws i tend to from the first 10 minutes i'm going how is this going to end like i know i i map out how is this whole movie going to go how's this arc yeah. going to go how's the plot going to go I, from the begin opening credits i'm trying to peg what it's going to be it's it's like something yeah. inside me that i can't break i got to figure it out anyway um you should everybody should go watch the movie it was very good it held up i didn't uh, after it's all said and done, I, total thumbs up. Um, they did some very interesting camera work in this that, I, honestly, I would do. It was so brilliant. I like not to say that I'm so brilliant. Just saying that, like they did some tricks that I thought would be really neat to see in cinema, and they did them, and they held up, and they worked. Like uh, when she's going blind, they had a whole huge, uh, like forty minute section where they didn't show any other characters head or face 
Yep, I remember that. Because you were not supposed to see, or, you know, she's trying to figure out who is who because she's going blind. And so they shoot from the back or only from the neck down. They never show people's face. And this is not people that are just kind of coming and going. This is people that are helping her with her blindness. So they're in every scene and you just never see their face, which is very odd for a film to do. And then, you know, you don't, you don't see their face until her bandages come off and you see, she sees their face that, so you, the audience is literally forced to take the ride with her. And most of the time that's, you know, that's, I'm pushing that. That's great. It just, there was that little section in there where I'm like, you need to decide if this is supernatural serial killer Mm -hmm. Or her losing her mind, and her sister losing her mind, or what? You need to narrow it down to which it is, so that the audience isn't just going, is it this, is it this, is it this? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but overall, yes, definite thumbs up. That was that was sweet. And uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I totally dug it. I, I, I'm not kidding. There was a good stretch there where I thought, I might actually be giving this a thumbs down. But I, that was because I'm trying, I'm trying to watch it, and then you hit you know, pause to see how much time is left. And it was like, I'm not even halfway through what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but I like that. It kept you on your feet and, and you literally like, you're pretty good at figuring out movies, but mm. I like to hear that it had you guessing. Well, it had me guessing, but I was like, I, okay. It just, I, there are so many options at this point. They, they left the door open for so many options. It was like, you're trying to deceive the audience. You're trying to make yeah. us think it's a horror thing. And then I was, I, I don't know, I could have gone either way. It could have gone full-blown horror, and I would have been like, sweet, that's crazy, and mystical demon thing. It doesn't, and that's fine. And, and it actually worked out better. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, another movie that I liked that it kept me on my toes, which is actually one that you recommended, uh it was one that I think it flopped in the theaters unjustly. So was uh, red lights. Mm. Yeah, we talked about that extensively on this pod. Like two, three episodes dedicated to it. Okay, yeah, yeah. They are they they all after a while they start to blend together. I know, so. I know. <laughs> there are times when we're sending emails back and forth. And I'm like, didn't we talk about that? No, wait, hold on, let me read it. <laughs> or I'm going back and writing reviews for the month, and I'm going. I, I already wrote this review. No, I didn't. I talked about it on the pod <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> to the point where, you know, I talk about it and then I got to edit this thing and then re-listen to it and then upload it and then let's do it again. It, it's three or four times by the time it, you know, everybody, all of our five listeners get to listen to it. Yep. And <laughs> five, now, five now, but who knows who's going to come back to these. I know. Year from now? <laughs> I, uh, ten? Who knows? That's all right. <laughs> That's okay. Doesn't matter. Well, good. So it sounds like a very successful roulette. This it time. was. It was. I think on. I think uh, it was on both sides. It was very a very equal kind of roulette where we're both like rock solid, not masterpieces, but no, rock solid. Yep, agreed. Cool. So uh, for the next one, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, now, again, the roulette is something that you and I have been doing for decades, literally. Yeah. Um, we just never gave it a name. Well, now that we've given given it a name, we're giving it more names. Uh, we came up with another idea, which was blind roulette. And instead of forcing the person to watch one that we consider rough, because on Netflix, ad stuff like crazy all the time, and it all seems impossibly cool, and most of the time, it is impossibly cool. Agreed. We call this the rough. And we're constantly searching for those gems in the rough, whether it be 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, or new releases. And then you see the Asylum credits come up and turn it off. Off. <laughs> yep. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, in order to expedite the process of finding those gems in the rough, we have come up with the, the blind roulette. But since it's blind, we're not going to force each other to watch one specific film. We're going to give each other the option of three blind picks. We're going to give the film, the year, the Netflix synopsis, and then the other person, as long as the other person hasn't seen one of them, that gets removed. Uh, they get to pick one of the three. And we're going to do three, right? Three, yes. You have to have three that the person has not seen. 
Okay. <clears throat> so I have like five options up on my Netflix right now because I don't know what you've seen. Maybe this is something, maybe one of or two of my three are ones that you were rough. You started, watched 10 minutes, turned it off. Okay. Yeah. That does, that's disqualified. I'm not going to. I, I actually have five as well. Good. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, and I'll, we'll get into this a little bit more. So I'm not sure who wants to go first, but. I'll go first. Okay. Because I'm, I am excited to hear your reaction to my picks. Now, okay. I did not add these movies to my queue thinking, oh, that'll be good for Eugene. I added these movies to my queue, honestly, because I thought they looked cool and I'm, they're rough. I'm giving them a chance. Um, now, it just so happens that recently they've been adding a lot of horror. So, lucky for you, sir, the horror uh-huh. fiend, all five of these potential picks are horror. Now, I'm just going to go uh, through here uh, one at a time. If you've seen any of them, let me know and they'll be disqualified. But when we get to three, I'm stopping. Okay. Okay. First up. From 1973, The Iron Rose. No? Haven't seen it. Love turns to fear and then panic when a couple tries to leave a cemetery after a romantic tryst, but can't find the exit, and they're being stalked. Never seen it. Okay, Okay. so that's one of them. The Iron Rose, that's one option. The Devil Within Her, 1975. Seen it. Dang it. And how is it? Um, it is a complete and total, oh, you can guess it just by the title, total exorcist ripoff from, from Italy. I, yeah, but is any good? Is it worth watching? Should oh, it's, I, yeah. I mean, if, for a good laugh, yeah. It's, <laughs> so, um, should I watch this or delete it? Be honest. Um, I, for me, I kind of dug it, but, you know, I am into the exorcist type supernatural stuff, but it's not like the exorcist. It's a cheesy, low budget Italian, you know, young Italian girl saying cuss words and it's like oh this is it's not scary or so not for so not for me is what you're saying for i mean for a good laugh yeah i mean if you if you're into 70s italian (laughs) stuff which i am but it's certainly not uh it's it's b title okay okay uh okay well that's eliminated so i have one on the table um second pick uh 1986 nomads uh, is that with uh, Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Yep, seen it. Damn it. <laughs> You're making this really hard. Uh, okay. Rabbit Trail, how was that? Um, It was... I haven't seen that in a long time. It's, that would almost be one that you could almost add back into into the to the roulette because it's been so long I barely remember it, but I remember not liking it. Well, I'm gonna, um, let me read the synopsis. A French, uh, a French anthropologist battles evil spirits and baffling hallucinations in a wild showdown to retain possession of his body and soul. Yeah, take out the wild. It, it's not a wild showdown. <laughs> that sounds too cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it was it was one of those to me, if I remember correctly, and I think this was back in the Bob Arnold video connection days where I, I got it on VHS. I just remember being very, very bored. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, what More we- of a fantasy, just a low-budget fantasy, but it, it was... From what I remember, and this is years ago, it was, it sounds cooler than it is. Okay, well, I'm trying to jump decades here so that I don't yeah. get ra- uh, get cornered. Um, here Comes the Devil, 2012. I have not seen that one. I watched the first, like, two minutes of it, and I stopped it because my wife came into the room and I'm like, you know, probably shouldn't be watching Here Comes the Devil. <laughs> yeah, probably so not her type. I- so I've only seen two minutes of it, but that does not count. I would say that that, that does not okay. count. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the synopsis is uh, grieving parents rejoice when their missing child return, missing children return after disappearing on a family trip, but they're not the same children they once knew. Again, impossibly cool cover. Um, yes. Creepy. Very yeah. creepy looking. Okay. Another more recent one. The Last Days, 2013. No idea what that is. No Mark, clue. Mark and Enrique plot to survive on the streets of Barcelona while a fatal type of agoraphobia 
kills everyone who ventures outdoors. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Does that give us three? That is three. Okay, last days, here comes the devil and the Iron Rose. Iron Rose, huh? That's 1973, hour 20 minutes. Couple trapped in a cemetery. Okay, so I am um, just in the reason I'm going to do this real quick here Iron Rose. I'm pulling this up on IMDb just to make sure that it's not like a lot of those older movies, they go by another. Name sometimes, yeah. yeah that's and so fine. I just wanted to make sure it's not like uh, okay. So I already I'm looking at the director, uh, Jean Roland. Uh, he is a French director. You know what? Hate to tell you this, I've seen that movie. Oh, you're it, killing me, man! It has, and the reason that I didn't recognize it is because I know it by its original French name. Yep, because I'm, I'm looking at it right now on uh, IMDb. La Rose de, de Fer or whatever. I'm like, yep, I've seen that. Okay, however, however, um, I was not going to pick that one. I wasn't planning on that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I unfortunately just say I, I, I well, have seen was that was it one. any good? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, okay. John Roland or whatever, uh, he made uh, The Grapes of Death. And um, a couple other artsy French horror movies in the 70s. And I, all of them were artsy and French and not good. So, <laughs> Hey, the greatest you, thing about the blind roulette, you've taken two things off my list. You have saved me 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> I can promise you, you would not have liked the Iron Rose. Uh, <laughs> that, sounded kind, that, that sounded genre. cool, man. Oh, it, I know. Oh, it sounds good. Uh, but, but my pick is, it's, and out of, out of those anyway, regardless, if, if I would have not seen any of those, probably would have been Here Comes the Devil. Okay. Well, that's, yep. that's, I'm going to make a note, write that down. Yeah. When you said the Iron Rose, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, I, that, that's a kind of a cool title. And then you said the synopsis. I'm like, Cemetery, 70s. Okay. And then I pulled it up. I'm like, John, okay. So I was, I remember that from the, the French title. So, okay. Oh. So, there we go. Okay. Well, uh, that's good. At least you got one. We got we got it down to one. Yep. Yes. I like so, that. It's your turn. turn. Yeah. Okay. So your movies are, we're going to start with a movie called, uh, and actually, I've got five as well, just in case you've seen one or two. Um, there is one, two, there's three horror, well, two are definitely horror, one is probably sci-fi-ish horror, and then I've got a uh, a drama, and then, well, and then two dramas. So... I leave I, it complete, I, completely up to you. I don't care if it's if it's horror again, that's fine. So we're going to start with a one that they just added. Um, this one is called Blood Glacier, 2014. <laughs> oh, come on, is that... A, did you at least check to make sure it's not Asylum? No, I know it's not. I, and okay. I, in fact, I'm almost positive it's from another country. Uh, it was in Fangoria, which so that's that's at least something. Usually, Fangoria doesn't even touch the asylum movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, after a glacier in the Alps leaks a mysterious red liquid, a group of scientists must defend themselves against hordes of biological monstrosities. Directed by Marvin Krenn. 2014. I'm looking at it on IMDb. Yeah. Uh, we should add a thing to the blind roulette. If anything turns out to be asylum, you automatically what? it's disqualified. No, yeah, and, and seriously, uh, let's do that. Because yeah. seriously, nothing they come out with is good. That's <laughs> no, just no, no, it's it's not that nothing they come out with is acceptable entertainment on some level, but no one should be forced to watch that. Because with these blind roulettes, we uh, agreed. I guess we talked about it. Um, off the pod, but uh, we agreed that there's no fast forwarding. We're, yes, we're we no are we are committed. We are watching this thing all the way through, no matter how yep. bad. Yep, agreed. Because that's going to make these all the better, if especially if they suck. Which that's going to be where they get really. It, fun. And and I, you know, with our searching through the rough, I don't know about you, but I I figure it's about one in ten because I I think there's about one in ten movies of rough that are actually good. 
So that yeah. will make this entertaining. I'm actually going to take notes while I'm watching this garbage. Whatever it is I pick, <laughs> I'm sure that, it, you know, nine of them are going to be terrible. Most of the yeah. time I get to stop them because I picked it. But since you're picking it, I got to watch the whole thing. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. <laughs> so now I have to decide because you came up with some pretty good B-horror title stuff, and I've got some more serious stuff going on here. It's okay. Do it. No, no. I, I seriously uh, went from the end of my Netflix queue and just started scrolling back because I, I'm constantly adding stuff. I, I, I get into a rabbit trail whenever I go to the Netflix website because I'm like, find that button that says more like this on your yes. Roku and on the Netflix, you can find on the website, you can find that button that says more like this. It opens up a world in Netflix that you never knew existed. It's so frustrating oh, how much stuff is on there that they do not promote, advertise. It's always um, Netflix recommends or based on you watching this, you should watch this. And it's like, dude, that's nowhere in the ballpark of something I want to watch. I know. I agree. Well, I'm going to jump from a uh, from a who-knows-what horror movie to one that I actually heard got pretty good reviews, and it's on my list. But It's a two-hour movie, and I'm like, I have a feeling it's going to be a good movie, but it's just not one that I've taken the leap on yet, and it's, uh, it's from 2013. It's called Devil's Knot, starring Colin Firth and Reese Witherspoon, uh, and it's based on a true story. Uh, frothing for vengeance after three eight-year-olds are slain, the community of West Memphis, Arkansas directs blame at a trio of teens suspected of Satanism. Uh, and that's based on a, that's, that's based on a true story. That's the, um, uh, Paradise Lost, uh, the, yeah, the yeah, there's, there's yeah. a bunch of movies about that. Actually, uh, didn't Peter Jackson, just Peter do a Jackson, yeah, he did a documentary yeah. about that too, or, uh, produced it. Yeah, so this is an actual um, a movie. I'm not sure if it's how that fits in. I, I don't know a whole lot about the story, but um, well, I think that's more of a drama than a horror or something like that. But I, like, maybe, but I actually was leaning towards the uh, glacier blood thing, whatever, But because it would be funny for me to rip that for an hour and a half, but that actually <laughs> sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it does, and that's one that, that regardless if, we, if you watch it or not, that's one that I'm planning on watching. Yeah, I'm going to probably add that but i probably am not going to pick that for this <laughs> we'll see because i might watch that on my own okay next okay and the last one is a movie it, it looks like a complete and total ripoff of um uh tucker and dale mm-hmm. versus evil it's called buck wild <laughs> what i'm looking I'm, I'm looking all these up while i'm doing I mean, oh, uh, just the cover of it, it just screams. Yeah, not uh, me is what it screams. <laughs> it's uh, Craig's hopes for an idealistic hunting trip with his buddies are dashed by a rapidly spreading chupacabra virus that's turning locals into the undead. Holy shit. <laughs> And um, I'm going to take I, 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 we can just stop this right now. I'm going to take the glacier one. What, what was <laughs> what was that mess? I'm not watching this buck. Watch that. That's you. You watch this and tell me how that is. If it, or this is us with the our Sugar Creek brethren. Yes. But, but for some reason, the cover and the synopsis, I'm like, that just says it seems like a little bit of. Tucker and Dale was funny. So we are two. No. You know what it says to me? Uh, don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although when you watch it, let me know how it is because if yes. it's if it's in that ballpark, I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. So what am I watching? I, back to Blood Glacier. It uh, obviously Blood could suck, Glacier. but um, it, oh, it I could. It, could it? <laughs> <laughs> it did have some sort of a budget, and I know that Fangoria was kind of. of uh, that means nothing. It out, which that doesn't mean jack shit. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't mean anything, blood. Yeah. I am going to tell you the other two that I was, if you had seen any of those, I was going to uh, drop your way. Okay. One was called uh, A Hijacking, which I'm guessing that both of us would probably really like that movie. Uh, that was actually in the Sarasota Film Festival, and that got all sorts of uh, 
huge thumbs up. It's kind of like uh, Captain, yeah, Captain Phillips. I'm looking at it. That uh, that is too good for a blind roulette. Yeah, and uh, the other one was another one that uh, that got some uh, accolades in Fangoria and some other horror websites, and it was called uh, Contracted. And I guess it's about a some guy has a degenerative virus disease or something. That's um, already on my queue, actually. Oh, is it? Yep. A young girl contracts what she thinks is a sexually transmitted disease, but is actually something much worse. Looks like maybe zombie something, but yeah, that's, yes. that's, that's, uh, that's already on my queue. Okay. So I believe of year three of five, we came up with the perfect pick for me. Yeah. Blood Glacier. I cannot wait. I'm going to get my little uh, Clark Kent reporter notebook out, and I'm going to just take notes all the way through, because that always turns into the best reviews for me when I can... There's so many times I leave a a theater or a viewing, and I go, there was a great joke that I had at uh, (laughs) minute 45, and I totally forget. Okay, well... Who knows? These might be... um... Both of these might be total wins. Um, but that's the point of the blind roulette. We're, we're cutting the time of our uh, searching of the rough in half. Because normally, we'll both watch all of these. You, Like I said, you already took two off my list. So I don't even have to waste time with those. I can move right on to Here Comes the Devil. I, I'll just go through... Let me see here. What else did I have? I got a documentary called from 2000 called Homo Sapiens 1900. Did you hear about this? No, uh uh-uh. This documentary follows the history of eugenics from when it gained steam at the start of the 20th century to its decline after World War II. I think it has to do with Nazis and Hitler trying to breed the perfect uh, humans. I I don't know. Again, too rad. It it sounds awesome. Um, The Protector 2 was just added. You remember? Okay. Did, Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. I added that. Blue Ruin. Uh, I still haven't finished Dark Space. <laughs> Did you watch any of uh, that? I That's playing in the background right now as you speak. <laughs> that's literally on my screen right now on mute did with the ju- subtitle. Did you on. just... Okay, so did you just start it from the beginning? I started it from the beginning. Yeah, well, it, it starts out with some great CGI and now it's a bunch of bad actors running around the uh, woods shooting I, it. I'm not sure what. I got, right, I, I got right to the woods stuff and I haven't seen any more, but that first 30 minutes there is actually, like, you're watching it subtitled, but it's supposed to be kind of funny. It actually was pretty funny. Like, okay, funny. Okay, yeah, uh, the special, and it, it, you can tell this is a low-budget movie, but I gotta yeah. say, the special effects? Yeah. Man, that's impressive. I agree. Yeah, oh, so. Man. My wife and nine-year-old have figured out how to add stuff to the queue. Oh, great. Oh, Say Yes to the Dress, Say Yes to the Dress Bridemaid Edition, uh, John and Kate Plus Eight. I gotta skim through all this crap. Um, uh, Special ID. Um, uh, Donnie Yen, martial arts movie. Oh, okay. Uh, Another one that was headed for you. Out of the Furnace, Homefront, both of those are on Netflix now. You watched either and see, one, and see those like out of the furnace. I'm guessing that's going to be a good movie. So it's going. What's fun is that um, we're picking movies that yes. you just you just don't know. Like Blood Glacier, that could be cool, but it could suck. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, with a name like Blood Glacier, it's not like oh, it's Titanic. James Cameron. Well, everybody, haven't you heard? Everybody is running to the theater. Dude, dude. Two words: Blood Glacier. And everybody's so, going, oh, 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 I gotta see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest thing since the notebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> because we've had some really good, uh, we've had some, yeah, some cheese, like, you know, Ninja 3, The Domination. We've had some cheese, but we've also had some really top quality movies. Now it's, gee, you never know. I, mean, I know, and, 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 I should tell everybody that listens, we've, it sounds like we give each other movies, I'm looking at the list right now, I have a a list that I keep up on my wall, uh, with our picks, 
that we give each other and a little check mark if the other person gave it a thumbs up and an X if it was a thumbs down. I'm literally looking at two X's out of a dozen picks. This doesn't normally happen. Nor I, we have just been on a lucky stretch. Normally, it's 50-50 with the picks that we have given each other over the years. Since we've started oh, podding or brought this to the pod, we've just gotten really damn lucky. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's... I mean, I, I really, really didn't like Gothic, but other than that, seriously... I mean, oh, everything has been... And that's fine, because I wasn't... Uh, we always give these with expectations. Here's your expectation line. And I didn't yeah. give you gothic with, like, you're gonna love this. I gave it to yeah, you I with, know. like, this totally either way, and that's fine, because it's either... I, I gave it a mediocre thumbs up, like, five yeah. and a half, barely. And that's one of the reasons that we're so stubborn on Vanilla Sky and Cabin Fever, is because I really like Vanilla Sky, and you really like Cabin Fever. And that's why neither one of us is pushing it, because then the other one has to watch a movie that we both vehemently hated the first time around. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that That is our longest-running one. But that's okay. That's that fine. is, literally, that's the longest-running one. Yep. <laughs> and oh. it, can, it can keep running. But that's kind of what brought this to the forefront, is the whole, uh, come on... If you if you watch this, I'll watch this. Oh, there have been so many over the years. I mean, I, at one point you gave me uh, you uh, Hannibal. You made me rewatch Hannibal. I, I believe I don't remember what I gave you back in return, but one of them was Hannibal, and well, that one was um, very specific because you and I watched that in the theater together on a yes, day we did. on a day in the summer when their air conditioning was broke and it was hotter than balls I remember that. and it's like two and a half hour movie and the theater was packed and we were forced to sit off to the side and the crowd sucked and oh, I remember we, it plain we, as day, yeah. We both walked out of that theater hating that movie. And you gave it a second chance and forced me to give it a second chance and I was like, you know what? That was okay, despite Julianne Moore being horrible. And I've watched it half a dozen times since then, and it gets better each time, despite... It does, yeah. Despite Julianne Moore being terrible. And she But yeah, is. that movie has... That movie totally... The second time I watched it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually good. Yeah. I remember not liking this movie. Okay, so... Um, when are we going to start working off of the top 100? I know. I know. I, I, I printed out a sheet, and I'm going to cut it up and really hit the organizing, but I, I'm i so busy I can't even watch movies right now. So yeah. that has definitely taken a back burner. It's going to happen. Like I said, I wanted to uh, keep the organizing updates through the rest of the year and then start at the beginning of the year. That, okay. We have a goal. We, uh, I don't want to say first of the year, but January... We will begin the countdown. That gives us okay. what it's August now. That gives uh, September. It's September. Are about to be. It'll be September by the time this pods up. <laughs> okay. And that gives us a few months to really work on our organizing. Get our uh, fifty-one or so um, honorable mentions up. And we'll yep. do, like, seriously, I don't know, I'm kind of thinking 10 an episode, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit myself to, we have to do 10 every single episode, starting in January 1, and that way we'll have 40 done by the end of January. I'm not, I'm not going to commit myself to that, because you don't know how interesting it's going to be. We might do, you know, the first 10, and it's interesting, take a week off, and we'll do 10, whatever. That's going to be our 2015 right. project. I want to take time with that. Um, so there you go. That's, that's, that's my yep. commitment level to that project. Still gotcha. ongoing. That sounds good to me. Right, any objections? Yeah. No, that sounds great to me. Um, in fact, I, uh, I just watched one that is, is in my top 100. Um, and I'm just going to, because I have a feeling we're going to rabbit trail on this one anyway, that's why I went to bring it up on this episode because you're right. I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of movies since we last did our podcast, but one of them that I did watch is worth spending a little bit of time on because of this director's entire portfolio of work, body of work. 
And uh, that movie would be Inglorious Bastards from Quentin Tarantino. Yes. And I think that we could spend an entire episode or several just on his body of work. Easily. Uh, but, but because I just watched Inglorious Bastards again, I thought, well, I should at least touch base on that a little bit and then just, I know it's a little bit more of a recent movie, but uh, I just, I love how he does things and how he's not pumping out a movie a year. He takes his time and uh, it's an event when Tarantino comes out with a movie. It just feels more like an event, like, oh, man, here we go. It's another Tarantino movie. What's this going to be? Uh, but in Glorious Bastards, I'm happy to say, this is my third time watching it now, and it it holds up every bit as good or better than the first time I watched it in the theater. It, it's it's. I'd like to say it's his masterpiece, but I, I have to remember that Kill Bill is his masterpiece, Yes. Uh, and Django is right there beside Kill Bill. Probably not as good as Kill Bill, but Django is in there, and it's like all his movies are either A or A+, and then there's a few that are B, B+. Uh, but regardless, other than that, I'm not sure of any director off the top of my head that doesn't have one single stinker in his lineup. And Tarantino, even for his lesser movies, they're all good. I completely uh, and, agree. And, uh, even Stanley Kubrick, even Stanley Kubrick, my, he's, he's my favorite director. He has a couple that I'm like, eh, you know, oh, come on, that's boring. Yeah, I'm gonna watch um, The Killing again. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, so I agree. I'm not I, sure how much you want to talk, talk about that, but I no, we can go into that. I completely thing. agree. Um, I'm kind of the anti-populist when it comes to Tarantino. I love all of his films, every single one of them. But my arrangement of their order of greatness uh, is completely different than most people. Most people are like Pulp Fiction, number one. And everything else is about three steps below that. And I'm not like, even from the first time I watched it, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, it's really cool, but at the same time, what the hell is going on? Like, what's in the case, you know, and everybody goes, no, it's a mystery, and it's his soul, and it's blah, 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 and I'm going, yeah, it's a cop-out is what that is. That's that's <laughs> a neat idea, and it's neat to throw theories around, and don't get me wrong, Pulp Fiction's a great film, but I, it's still, to this day, Pulp Fiction is the bottom pick of his filmography, in, in my opinion. I know that's wildly unpopular to say, but I, yes, even Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs is above Pulp Fiction for me. Kill Bill is my favorite easily, but I'm an old school kung fu guy, so every little tiny twinge of, of idea and, and thing he put in there, I was like, I recognize that from something else, I recognize that from this, so he's paying homage to this, and he's paying homage to that, and then you have, uh, you know, he's just really played off that in the last few years with Inglorious Bastards, which is, I mean, borderline uh, paying homage to canon films. No, I mean, yeah, I, that's that. that's kind of what that is. It's it's not even, I mean, a remake so much as it just paying homage to that kind of film, and he's the only person that can do it. And he likes to say that Death Proof is his worst film. And he's said that a few oh. times in the media. Not even close. I, I put Pulp Fiction oh, below Death Proof. I love Death Proof. Yeah. I, I love uh, Rodriguez did Planet Terror for their Grindhouse doubleheader. Um, and Grindhouse was an homage to the Grindhouse films. But Death Proof was a Grindhouse film. So that was, that, that was fascinating to see two guys uh, trying to work into that genre and the way they came out. Rodriguez did it as paying tribute and Tarantino just freaking made one. And that was amazing. Yeah. That was like, there's a guy that knows Grindhouse better than anybody. And most of his films yeah. technically fall into Grindhouse. That's what they are. Oh, they do. And yeah, Django does too. Django does too. Everyone that he's made. And now with the hateful eight, the only thing that, uh, he wasn't going to make it, then he was going to make it, now he's making it again. Um, and it, there was a trailer, but it was all an animated kind of credit sequence. And it's totally Grindhouse. That's what it is. 
And he just yeah. does it in a way that's entertaining to the masses, which most people can't do. You have like, no. a, a, you know, yes. technically by 70s, 80s standards uh, of Grindhouse Cinema, which was confined to the cinema, um, Asylum would be Grindhouse. Okay? Yeah. They ain't Grindhouse. <laughs> They're annoying. Because it's not those times, and it's not seventies and eighties anymore, and it's you can't just go make a bad film and throw it up there and throw it, all this blood and nudity on the screen, and it's like entertaining. Now, it, if if you don't do it well or with a certain amount of passion, it's freaking boring, and that's what Asylum yeah. is. Whereas, yeah, you know, the Grindhouse guys in the seventies and eighties did it; they had some passion behind it, and it was entertaining. But yeah. Then again, maybe it's just me showing my age and it's just me. You know, I, I often wonder, how does somebody who uh, is like 20 right now think about these films? They're probably yeah. like, Asylum, well, is, well, Asylum is amazing yeah. and those 70s, 80s films are boring. The original and Glorious Bastards, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It has nothing to do with uh, Quentin Tarantino's version whatsoever. I love both. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. Uh, like, who knows what's going to happen in, you know, 20 years from now when when you've got a group of people that probably are digging these cheesy Asylum movies and sci-fi original movies. Like, oh, did you watch the sci-fi original Monster Mountain or, you know... Sego... <laughs> shark yeah. to mega octopus. <laughs> yeah. But 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 um, it's cool that that Tarantino is making like you said like essentially grindhouse movies and they're getting like Academy Awards. Uh, That's impressive to me. It's mind boggling, but it, it's also a change yeah. of the times where um, the younger generation becomes the older generation, and you know kids that were born in the sixties, seventies, and grew up on the grindhouse films are now watching Tarantino and recognizing what he's doing, and it. It's just a cycle, you know? It's yeah. the same thing why everybody screams, why did the artist win Academy Awards? Why? It's a silent film. Who gives a shit? Well, because the Academy voters are all antique, Ooh. ancient white men. Yeah. And they remember watching <laughs> those movies. You know, the rest of us are yeah. going, I'm a film buff! <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. 2013. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I I do think that like I think that our our list of of Tarantino from worst to best is extremely close. Like for me, um bottom would be and all of these are in my opinion, I I love every single Tarantino movie, but bottom would be Reservoir Dogs, but that still gets a great score for me. But then after that, it would probably be Pulp Fiction, then Jackie Brown. Uh, and then it gets to be splitting hairs because yeah, I, I like them all. I mean, maybe Django and then Death Proof and Glorious Bastards and then Kill Bill, but it's so close. Those are so close. But those three, those three are all splitting hairs for me. Django and... Jackie Brown Bastard. and Bastards. Th those are all kind of splitting hairs. And then there's Kill Bill. That's another step up. But that's only because I I love old school kung fu and I've watched so much of it. it it's ridiculous. Nobody in their right mind would watch that much of it. Except for you because you are a part of the roulette and you're going to have to watch yes. it. <laughs> exactly. Now, having said that, I Kill Bill is bomb. That is, if, that is my favorite Tarantino movie. And I consider both of those to be one movie. Yeah. Which I both, I watched those both with you in the theaters. And part one, I still remember, just got back from my honeymoon. It was like literally like a day or two after I got back from my honeymoon. We pulled a double header of Kill Bill and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yep, I remember. Just just, just saying that. I remember that. <laughs> and then what a great double header that was. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I totally remember too. I was completely blown away by Kill Bill. Completely. I mean, I, that that is a thing that exists. But other than that, I, I was so blown away by the Kill Bill that I just, no, it didn't. Nothing else could touch that that day. Yeah. 
there were sound effects yeah. that he put into that thing that I was like, oh my god, don't you realize that that is from the white fist of the tiger lotus, blah blah blah, and you're like, what? I wee woo wee woo wee woo yeah, so and you're like, whatever, and I'm like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm not the only person that remembers that. Anyway. Um, yeah, but in part two, I, I mean, I'm not sure how you feel about Kill Bill two, but um, it's it, it, it they he, Tarantino went a totally different route with part two, but I think it totally works. I love that it wasn't an identical carbon copy of the first one, but it's like now I'm going to go into more of an old school kind of western, but not, but just it, it was different than I, the. I don't think that decision was made until he was forced to split it into two. I think he made one film that was meant to be three and a half, four hours. And then when he was forced to split it into two, he decided to split the tone. And that was completely fine with me. Um, the tone is vastly different between the two. But I love... I, 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 I'm not picking one. I'm still waiting for his film, which is The Whole Bloody Affair. And now that he's got a new yeah. movie coming out, we hear rumors about it happening again. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, excuse me. Oh. I'm sorry. It's so late. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll believe it when I see it, and until then, it doesn't exist, and I have to keep on my bootleg copy of some internet nerd who says, I saw it at Cannes, the two times it was shown. Now, I re-edited it. This is it. I'll believe it when QT releases it. Um, yeah. Till then, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm sure it doesn't help that, I'm sure it doesn't help that, 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 uh, the Weinsteins are involved. They just, they seem to want to somehow sabotage everybody from watching a movie. It just seems like that. Like, oh, you want to see that? We're going to make sure that that's limited release or we're going to shelve it for a couple of years. How's that sound? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to make any comment on that or else they'll cut my podcast in half. Yeah, um, I was going to say, that's all I'm going to say. About it. Thank you, Weinsteins, for, I guess, making Black Christmas. I liked it. You guys. Yay. Whatever. Somehow, I, so there, <laughs> they can cut whatever they want for theatrical. It's just freaking irritating when they cut stuff on. Why? Well, at least re release it on the DVD and the Blu-ray or whatever. At least give us the uncut. At least give the option. It can't cost that much yeah. more. You slap it on every other thing that nobody gives a shit about. Especially something like Kill Bill, because there is an immediate built-in audience that is going to buy that movie or pay for it streaming or something. They're there's a huge fan base out there. So it's not, it's not like it's some weird obscure movie that they're trying to resurrect and oh, we've got to spend, sink a bunch of money into this and remaster it and scan it and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's kill bill. Come on guys. Do you think that kill I'll bill, do you think that kill bill is a uh, popular piece? I do. Do you think that Quentin Tarantino is a well-known director? Uh, heck yeah, he's one of the best known directors in the States, I think. Do you think that people buy his stuff? Uh, yes, I own everything that he's ever done on Blu-ray. Then why on earth would they give you everything you want in one boot? Exactly. That would make me happy, that's why. Yeah, No, exactly. no, 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 we're gonna make you buy this shit four times. Yes. That's it. oh, it's the Weinstein's scissor hands. Yep, forget it. Yes, <laughs> I have. There's no explanation for it. If you would just throw it out there on Blu-ray and or whatever, give people the option, they would buy it like crazy. But why do yeah. that? Why don't we just sit on it? And Harvey sits back and goes, "Yeah, I'm going to listen to you. I'm a billionaire. Why on earth yeah. would I listen to you?" I'm a billionaire because these frickin' movie nerds and movie freaks will buy any shit I put out, no matter how piss-poor it is. And you yeah. will! And you know what? He's absolutely right. I will. When yeah. it comes to one of yeah. my favorite movies, Kill Bill, I will. I I'll buy it. I'm, I'm telling you, I held off on buying the DVDs, the split movies, part one, part two, because... As soon as I buy it, that bastard's going to release the whole bloody affair. He meant it to be one film. The, the the director's vision was for it to be one film. As soon as I buy these split bullshit movies, he's going to release it as one film. They've been promising it for years. 
But the second I buy it, he will do it. Oh, wait. Black Friday sale. They're six bucks. Oh, that's tempting. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not. No, no, no. Hey, honey. Honey, wife of mine, love of my life. This is how much restraint I have. I'm not buying one of my favorite movies because I am sticking it to the man. And the wife says, I love those movies, you freaking idiot. Buy them. Okay. <laughs> I freaking bought them. Within a month, there was an announcement of Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair. Within a month. <laughs> typical. So typical. Yet. It hasn't happened yet, but now they've, they've only recently come to light again because, you know, the Hateful Eight, his new movie, is going to be made. So, supposedly, he, and, you know, the, the interviews with him are all like, I'm getting around to it, I'm working on it, and I'm going, what getting around to it? This, you already made it. It was already cut together the way that you wanted it. What's getting around to? Just freaking hire someone. Let it you're, go. You're wealthy. You hire someone to do it. No, there's no hiring. Just let it go. You already made yeah. it. It was already shown. It can a couple of times. Let it go. Just put it out. Yeah. Here we sit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. I, I will, listen, yeah. I will buy the shit. You don't release it. I will buy it as yeah. soon as it's available. It's not available. What do you want me to do? I'm going to find, yeah. a, if it's not available, I'm going to find another way. And now we're way off pot. I, this is all getting cut, so it doesn't matter. But. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the whole, like, there's been different movies. I know that I've talked about Dead Birds before, like not being available in high definition. Um, and I actually finally just chucked down the 15 bucks, which is probably a waste of money. I mean, it is. But I bought the Voodoo HD version of it, which is what I did for um, uh, Black Hole. Like Disney. Release the black hole on Blu-ray already. Again, please. same as Miramax with them. That's their parent company. They're not going to do that until the, the, cause they're still cooking that, uh, whatever remake. Yeah. That, that ain't happened until that remake comes out. Oh, that's frustrating. Man, that's frustrating. Yeah, cause we've, we've progressed so far with, with technology with high definition and now it's 4K high definition. And it's like the only way you can watch this is either old, old poor resolution DVD, or you have to check out the money for a pretty good version of it in HD streaming. Like, come on, guys! The frustrating part we'll is release that it. there's a ton of nerds out here that are just begging to just give you money, and you're like, eh, let's hold out. And it's like, yeah, let's come hold on. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> okay. End nerd rage. Let's wrap yep. this up because we're at the hour mark. Somehow we've managed to talk about movies for almost an hour, even though it's into the wee hours of the morning. And we, neither one of us have watched anything. We've managed to wrap up the movies we gave each other last week and give each other new movies in the blind roulette. I hope more people people out there, more pods will try and do this sort of thing because that will help us slim down our rough and take crap off of our queue that's already overloaded. Um, yeah. So, as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Give us uh, questions, topics, movies you want us to review, whatever. We'll add it to the ever-growing list of of shit on my wall. Mm. Is there anything <laughs> else you would like to add, sir? Um, I think we're good. I mean, I of course I could keep on going with my rambling about movies, but yeah, we've covered. I figured that Quentin Tarantino would take a while, and I figured that because we were getting into the whole uh, the the blind roulette that that was going to take up some time. So yeah, we've covered some bases. I think we've done enough for this episode. We will get into Quentin Tarantino in greater detail when we debut our director's series of podcasts. Because mm. we're going to do yes. that. John Carpenter, Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, we're going to go through them all. Uh, all the pluses, the minuses, the thumbs up, the thumbs down. 
we're going to be brutally honest with all of our favorite people. Kubrick yeah. as well. But we have to wait for Eugene to get around to watching that Civil War horseshit movie. Anyway. Which, uh, uh, which one? Oh, it, the uh, Kubrick Civil War one. Um, um, Barry Lyndon. Lord only know. Barry Lyndon. Oh, yes, 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 I have. And you've seen that. Yes, I have. <laughs> I slept through most uh, of that. Anyway. <laughs> and I, I have it on blue, and I'm like, oh, just I have this feeling about that one. Like, oh, you don't oh. have to have a feeling. I'm sitting here telling you it's a horrific piece of shit. Anyway, enjoy. <laughs> okay. I'm, anyway, we digress. Until next time, we need to wrap this up. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. See ya. Bye. <laughs>